Today at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through the AEW Dynamite that happened on Thursday. Also, we're going to have a review for Summer Struggle, New Japan show that happened this morning. Title changes that change hand. Very interesting storylines that are coming out of that. That and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. We're back again, guys. Thank you for coming back for another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, coming to you from New York City, of course. Uh, this week, AEW Dynamite, this past Thursday, was very, very interesting, especially the beginning of the show. Uh, and we're also going to talk about summer struggle that happened this morning in Japan, title changes, uh, and more news, some WWE news that happened last night. Also, there was a shocker uh, called me off guard. Um, so we're going to be talking all about that in this show today. So uh, sit tight, enjoy, because it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be um, a very interesting show as what, what I'm bringing you today. So AEW Dynamite started off with Chris Jericho coming out for commentary. Now, if you notice, uh, the Daily Place had fans. And Tony Khan in a tweet, uh, well, actually somebody recorded him on a tweet, him saying, please uh, try to keep yourself distant from your group, uh, keep distant from other people, keep staying in your group. Um, so basically, AEW is already having fans in the Daily Place. Not a lot, but it's, it's something for everybody to notice because WWE has been going out the most with you know trying to get people in that that backfire because they, they try to cut corners when it came to testing um so you know um so the right there I think WWE figured like well you know what we're not going to be able to bring in the fans so let's do the Thunderdome the Thunderdome, in a way, has been a pain in the butt for them. Um, I'm also going to talk about a wrestler who showed up in the Thunderdome last night, which we're going to talk about. But, again, Jericho came out with uh, his song, of uh, Judas, and the crowd sang along with it, which was very, it was cool because it was something that um, we haven't heard in a long time. But the first match of the night was the Gauntlet match. And started off with the Natural Nightmares versus the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks doing the fast-paced uh, tag team combinations. At one point, Dustin stopped for breathing because he couldn't go with the fast pace, which was a little bit funny. Uh, so, But, again, Dustin hits another Canadian destroyer on Matt Jackson, um, which, to, I mean, it's crazy for a 50-year-old guy still doing a Canadian destroyer. Which now everybody's doing, but it was cool to see that. But the Young Bucks ended up winning this gauntlet match when they caught uh, QT Marshall and hit him with the BTE trigger. And that was the end of that. Now the next challenges that were coming in was best friends. Uh, so now it's best friend against the Young Bucks. Uh, Nate Jackson went for a backwards body press on Trent. And he missed him. He ended up spearing him outside the ring 
Then um, at one point, also Nick hit a hit a back suplex on Trent on the edge of the ring. These guys, Trent's been taking too much bumps. But at this match, if you really notice, um, the one who took the worst was Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor hurt his knee during the match, and that's what he was playing along. And now I believe the Young Bucks would have won that match, but if it wasn't for a surprise person who stopped the Young Bucks from doing the Meltzer um, driver, Hangman Page stopped. I believe it was Nick Jackson from jumping from the top top rope to hit the muscle driver. And Matt Jackson got pinned. And it was a surprise for everybody because nobody saw this coming. So this right now shows me um, what is going to happen with uh, Hangman Page. And um, we're going to talk about that as the podcast go along. So now the Young Bucks are out of it. Then here comes FTR. Um, FTR, you know, with Tully Blanchard. They look, they look, they look like they're going to win the belts. And they went in there and they started working on Chuck Taylor's knee, who was bothering him through the whole match. They took out Trent from the ring apron. And then uh, Hardwood went and put Taylor, Chuck Taylor in, a, in an Indian death lock, made him tap. So now... The FTR are now the number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team title. So now you got Omega, Hangman versus FTR for All Out for next Saturday. And, I mean, what a better way to do it. I mean, and I'm telling you right now that the Four Horsemen storyline is coming very soon that you can imagine. I could see it already. Hangman Page is going to betray Omega or Omega is going to betray uh, Hangman, and they're going to lose those belts to FTR. And um, probably after All Out, you may see the formation of the the Horsemen. So, um, I, right after that mask, we had Lance Archer versus former NXT uh, star, Sean Maluda, who is part of the Samoan dynasty. Uh, you know, the Rikishis, the... Uh, I guess Roman Reigns and the you know all that that whole bloodline, you know, uh, Joseph uh, Fatu is another one from that bloodline, and Lance just beat the crap out of him. I mean, Lance took Sean and at least picked him up by his neck, eight feet up in the air, and pretty much choke slammed him to hell. And I don't know how the hell. He was able to get up. Oh, well, again, he picked him up after, before the three count. And then he gave him the blackout. And then right after that, he pulled the the claw, the EBD claw, everybody dies claw. And it was just a, another squash match. But the interesting part was Jake the Snake Roberts went and did a promo and talked about how Lance Archer is going to be in the Casino uh, Royale for All Out. And out of nowhere... Team Taz comes out. Now, the funniest thing is that Jake the Snake Roberts called him the Flintstones. He called Brian Cage Fred. He called Rich, uh, Richie Stark, uh, Ricky Stark's uh, Barney. And then he called Taz Wilma, which it was the hilarious thing. But Taz was not to be disrespected. Taz was like, look, we never crossed paths. But I'll tell you this. But it looked like Lance Archer and Brian Cage were about to go at each other's throat. Lance Archer is a 
big man. I mean, Brian Cage is a big man, but Lance Archer dwarfed him. And I cannot wait to see this at the Casino Royale next Saturday, which is something to look forward to. But then Darby came out of nowhere and roller skates on his skateboard, whatever. He, him and Ricky Starr started going at it. So that was very, very interesting, very interesting um, promo and um, in a segment. It, it was just, I was like, oh, they're going to go at it. And that is something I've been waiting for, which it should happen sooner or later uh, for the FTW belt. And I know a lot of people saying, oh, that belt is not sanctioned, that belt don't make it. But it's a belt. Stop complaining. So we'll be right back. And we're back. And the next segment, the show MJF. Coming out of his uh, dressing room with his entourage, uh, he looked at Lee Johnson and asked him if, he, if it was anything funny going on. He said no. He looked like he was hurt. Then they show a, a video package of Thunder Rosa with the NWA Women's Champion and Hiroki Shida. They show Thunder Rosa's matches in the NWA. They show how she is the first Latin American Mexican descent. NWA Women's Champion, which is something I'm proud of as a Latino myself. And so it was weird. Now, I've been looking online because I swear to God, I remember saying that uh, NWA and and Thunder Rosa came to terms and she signed with AEW. But yet they still promoting uh, Thunder Rosa as the NWA Champion. Now, if the reports was a lie, you know, of course, Dershey, sometimes it's a lie. Uh, it, it's good for, for AEW because now if AEW and NWA get to work together, listen, this is goes back to what I said at the beginning of this year in one of my podcasts on YouTube. You guys can go to my YouTube channel and see uh, one of the titles of how Marty Scroll will get New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, NWA, and AEW together. But of course, Marty Scroll is not to be found after the Speak Out movement. He is not to be heard of. So, them showing this with AEW um, working with NWA is pretty good. So, afterwards, they have the MJF versus John Mosley contract signing. MJF and his lawyer ran his mouth for most of the, you know, uh, for most of the uh, segment. Uh, John Mosley was cool about it. And Mosley said, well, if you want me to sign the contract, that's fine. He went and he ended up signing the contract. But his uh, MJ's lawyer did not see a fine print on the contract that said that if he was willing to sign, he's willing to sign the contract about to, I guess, to ban the paradigm shift. I keep saying that Moxley does not. That's not the only hole he knows. He choked out Brody Lee on a on an MMA chokehold and they title defense. So the paradigm shift don't mean nothing. He hit the paradigm shift on. On Brody Lee, he didn't pin him with that. Brian Cage, same thing. He didn't put beat by, uh, Brian Cage in the paradigm shift. He made him actually tap through in the towel. So this guy is not, he doesn't depend on that move. So to me, MJF is uh, underestimating John Moxley, but he signed the contract anyway. So now next week for the Go Home Show, you're going to have John Moxley against the lawyer. Uh, MJF's lawyer. I don't know why, but most likely they're probably going to beat him up. And probably get, they're going to jump. But I know somewhere or the other, uh, Warlow is going to get his hands on Moxley. So that'll be cool to see. Then they had a prior powerful promo. 
about uh, best friend. They told best friend it's time to pay the illest. Don't know about that. Then they had put a match that I really didn't care about, to be honest. They had the Lucha Brothers and Butch, Butch and the Bray, Blade, which I like these guys, against this combination. Tell me if this combination is good. They had Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela, Griff Gravison, and Brian Palmer Jr. It was like Job City in that in, in that tag team, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, why? It, it just didn't make sense. I, just, I guess they put it to uh, to kill um, time. Eddie Kingston was with El, uh, Lucha Brothers and Butch and the Blade, and he claimed that they're going to be part of the Casino Royale uh, Battle Royal for All Out. Joey Janela got package power drive on the edge of the ring by the Lucha Bros. I mean. Janela just takes too many crazy bumps for a guy who rarely wins any matches in AEW. Then they had the Brody Lee celebration, and um, this was this was uh, was very very interesting because uh, Brody Lee celebrated. One point, he dropped Mark Mark Silver. Silver had me laughing because Silver's like a character. He's a like comedian in BTE, and he's always getting picked on by Brody Lee. Brody Lee dropped him. Because he said, I'm still celebrating for you when he dropped them. Um, but then, uh, I don't know, when the Natural Nightmares came out. After they already had lost the tag team match. And started going at it with the Dark Order. Because the Dark Order, of course, I forgot to mention. They came out with a casket before the celebration. Saying that the Nightmare family is dead. But, uh, Cody and the Nightmare family is dead. With the Nightmare family, show came in and showed that they're not dead. So they went and, and Nitro Nightmares came in there and goes, it was like probably eight against eight against probably freaking two. I don't know where Scorpio Sky joins into the fray, which I threw me off a little bit because I'm like, Scorpio Sky, where's Scorpio Sky doing this nightmare? And I said, please tell me they're going to put him against Brody Lee when he just lost to Cody not two weeks ago. And Cody lost, you know, convincingly, convincingly with, um, with Brody Lee like nothing. So, uh, it didn't make no sense to me at that point. Then they jumped him, and out of nowhere, uh, Matt Cardona came out to help. So now it looks like the nightmare, uh, the nightmare collect uh, collection, whatever they call itself, uh, and Marty Cardona and Scorpio Sky are all gonna team up to go against Dark Order, and and uh, now it's like a Dark Order war, uh, whatever. It just, I mean, to me, they got to make something because now Cody's not going to be there for a while since he is right now. I think he's going to be coming on a movie, if I'm correct. So, Hangman got confronted by Young Bucks and he got caught in the bar. Afterward, he got kicked out of the Elite. I want to talk about that after this whole AEW review. I want to bring something up with that. The next match was Big Swole versus Rebel, Rebel or Rebby, like um, Britt Baker likes to call it, and and Penelope Force. It was a, a handicap match against Big Swole. This match was atrocious. So many botches in here, and they're making Rebel look like she doesn't know how to wrestle. This girl could wrestle. She wrestled in TNA, so why are they making her look like she's an idiot? She can't wrestle. And Swole, they pushing Swole hard. I don't, I don't know why. When you have, you know, girls like, like uh, was it Ivelisse, Diamante, who are better wrestlers than Swole. And just to get, 
a match with Britt Baker. I mean, Britt, is Britt Baker ready for a match for next Saturday? I don't know. It just it was a horrible match. I was like, oh god. The next match was a team match between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guerrero. Uh, somewhere in between the match, Sammy got busted open. Um, I don't know how he got busted open. Matt looked like he got his, uh, busted himself open also. Uh, uh, but it looked, I, I, I don't know. This match was just crazy, out of control. Uh, Matt tried to pull home. And, and, and um, I think he tried to try to tape him, something like that. I know that he tried to do an elbow drop on Sammy while he was on the damn table, and he missed. He missed him completely. Man, then Matt then hit up Sammy Guevara, and oh, Sammy Guevara would be taking the craziest bump. He did a twist of fate on Sammy with a chair around his neck, which I was like, oh, it's over. So, um, But at the end, Sammy ends up putting Matt Hardy through the table when he uh, suplexed him from the top of the... Um, top of the the turnbuckle and he beats uh hardy uh i'm surprised that sammy Guevara ends up beating matt hardy uh i guess matt hardy is just dead put people over but the more he puts other people over his gimmick is just fading so fast in the last five months it's like he reminds me of of matt hardy when he was in smackdown he wasn't before he left the tna and did the broken the broken gimmick but now with fans there will the broken gimmick work again but I don't know. Then after that match, Orange Cassidy just came out of nowhere. I told about he ran across the stage. He didn't come out from the entryway. Across the stage, you could actually see him in the darkness. Somebody running and crossing and jump on top of Chris Jericho. You could see that Jim Ross was pissed. He was pissed because he almost knocked down uh, Sam, uh, Jim Ross, and he started wailing on Chris Jericho. Everybody started coming in. Sammy Guevara came in. He got hit, referees got hit, they started swinging, it was just some madness and whatnot. But AEW um, this week, I could say that um, it was all right. It wasn't as crazy or, you know, I liked the F, the gauntlet match and the storyline between Hatman Page. Let me go back with the Hatman Page because the Hatman Page situation, um, that I already see that I saw that coming since February, but they kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And since November, and this is what I like about Matt's that since, since November of last year, he's been wanting to be out of the elite for some untold reason. He never said it. Um, now he went and just cost the Young Bucks a tag team title match, and now what's gonna happen? It's uh, I cannot wait to see BTE to be honest. And now that this happened. Is this is going to be 1988 all over again. Now, you're wondering what 1988 is all over again I'm talking about. Back at Clash of the Champion, I believe was Clash of the Champions 2. Barry Windham and Alex Luger for R. Anderson and Tully Blanchard for the NWA Championship. Well, the, uh, Windham and Luger were the NWA Champions. During that match, Barry Windham turned on Luger and cost themselves... The NWA World Title and Wyndham ended up being a horseman at the end of that, which they became the best horseman tag team. I mean, the best horseman faction at that time when Flair had the NWA belt. Uh, the Anderson and Lou, uh, Anderson and Tully Blanchard uh, had the tag team belts, and Barry Wyndham had the United States belt. They were like the best full horseman faction. Those are that's the faction that went in to the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, 
So this is kind of the same similar thing that's going to happen, but I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen next week or, or with the BTE segment, if it's going to continue. I cannot wait to see what happens. Uh, but everything is just the storylines for All Out is just coming to fruition little by little. So um, you already have... You already have the tag team title match between Omega and Page versus FTR. You got Thunder Rosa against um, Hiroki Shida for the AEW title. You got Moxley versus MJF. Uh, what else is there? I think you have. I think you're gonna have Ricky Starks against Darby Allen, and maybe uh, I don't know what other matches they're gonna have. They have the Casino Royale. We'll probably put that in the probably in the buyout. But we'll see. We'll see because I cannot wait for next Saturday to definitely, and I mean definitely, to order this and see it and whatnot. Uh, guys, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So now we're going to go to New Japan's Summer Struggle event that they had this morning and, and Jingu. And um, there were title changes. There were title, multiple title changes. Um, in the um, in the, this event, uh, but first they had the King of Pro Wrestling of 2020. This was a tournament that was uh, set up uh, by New Japan, and the King of Pro Wrestling is a special championship where fans vote on the stipulation chosen by the wrestlers, and the champion will defend the trophy through the year and on to January 1st. The title will change with the times and becoming the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 championship. So. They had a bunch of, uh, you know, matches during, uh, during the week. Um, and there was a surprise winner, which I'm telling you, New Japan just surprises people. Giano, yes, Giano, defeated Okada to end Desperado and Sonata in the finals to win the King of Pro Wrestling 2020. Yes, Giano is the King of Pro Wrestling after pinning Okada. The King of Pro Wrestling is a special championship. Like I said earlier, Yano defeated Bushi in the first round of the tournament with fans picking his stipulation of two-count pinfalls. So you see how things are. And so basically, Yano wins it after hitting Okada with a low blow to win the match. And so Yano is the King of Pro Wrestling. Wow, in Japan, which is very shocking because I did not expect that to happen. So, also, um, Shingo Takagi had, had to defend his never open weight championship against Minoru Suzuki. And that Suzuki defeated Shingo Takagi to capture the title at Summer Struggle and putting him away with a God style power driver. So, the hard hitting affair saw Suzuki survive the pumping bomber. And made in America before picking up the victory. This marks Suzuki's second reign as the never open weight champion. He lost, won the title in April 2017, and his reign lasted 252 days. Shingo reigns only lasted 209. So you see right there, Shingo Takaji loses the, 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 the belt. I mean, he had it for a while, so now he can move up by and wrestle. Maybe he could wrestle Naito for the IWGP. Uh, world title and whatnot so um so now Minozuzuki, i guess he i remember in the beginning of january there was word that at the rest of kingdom uh Minozuzuki was going to leave new japan 
And that that was just the word around, and he stood around, and I guess he's he saw he wasn't going to go back to Noah. Noah uh, got bought by another company, and so he knew he probably's a smart guy. He figured like, hey, what the hell? I'm 51 years old, 52, whatever he is. Um, if I go anywhere, they're not going to put the world title on me. Uh, I got a better chance in New Japan. So that alone uh, is good. I like Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki is like my favorite New Japan wrestler. In New Japan, believe it or not, the guy is just him and um, I forgot the guy, um, Blue Justice. I forgot his name. Those those two guys go at it is Jugi uh, Jugi uh, Nagata. Him and Nagata when they go at it, man, that's oof. We talking about strong style. That's strong style right there. They they hate each other with everything in the kitchen sink. And I mean, you hear me? I get excited about it because I love New Japan. New Japan is my favorite promotion. Um, then maybe AEW comes second, and then Major League Wrestling. Uh, so, um, but right now, um, this this is this is cool. I like I like what's going on in New Japan. Uh, we have a new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, uh, Taichi Ishimori, ends up winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, which he never lost it. Because he lost the match, okay, he lost the match in the G1 Supercar last year. It was Dragon Lee and uh, Bandito in a three-way for the IWP title. I mean, that match, um, Bandito got pinned by Dragon Lee, and Dragon Lee became the champion. Ishimori never got pinned, so he really, I mean, he never lost the belt. So Ishimori defeated Hiromu Takahashi at uh, the Summer Struggle and forcing him to tap out with a modified cross face. Ishimori focused on the banged up shoulder of Takahashi all match and had a counter for everything Takahashi threw at him. Uh, Ishimori kicked out the time bomb and hit a modified bloody cross that further damaged the shoulder of Takahashi, which led to the submission victory. This marked Ishimori's third reign as the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. He held the title in 2019, losing it at G1 Supercar April. Takahashi reign lasted 237 days. Uh, but, I mean, I knew it was coming. I don't know if they're going to break up Los uh, Ingobernables in Japan because uh, even though the time bound lost the belt, um, so we'll see about that. Um, another match, which was the main match, it was uh, the IWGP Intercontinental and World Title with, um, with Evil versus uh, Naido Part 2. And this time, Naido ends up winning the match. Naido, again, once again, a IWGP champion. Naido recaptured the IWGP heavyweight intercontinental championship by defeating Evil in the main event. The encounter once again featured multiple run-ins by Bullet Club. Using the actual tactics and numbers, advantage for Desperado and Sonata. I think they made a mistake with this. When it said Desperado, I think it was Ibushi. And Sonata showing up to help out their Lord's Golden Novelist mate. Naido pulled uh, Evil away with his destino. Evil defeated Naido the, in the, at the main to win both titles. His reign as double champion lasted only 48 days. Naido was the first ever double IWGP champion pairing the belt at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Now that alone, pretty much, and as I sum it up, the summer struggle, that alone tells you right there that Jay White is still the leader of Bullet Club. And I say that because... There was a lot, a lot of confusion because people were saying, um, 
is Jay White the leader of Evil? Because Evil had the world titles. Yeah, both double. He was the double champion. But now that pretty much explains and kills all those rumors that there's going to be a double faction. You know, of the Bullet Club. You got Bullet Club American, Bullet Club. But you never know. But because right now, because of the restrictions of flying and all that, you still got Bad Luck Fale in New Zealand. You got El Fantasma still stuck in UK. Jay White and uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Chase Owens, who else is here? Um, Kenta, they're all stuck here in the United States. They aren't being able to travel to Japan. So um, it's going to be very interesting because now when Jay White does return to Japan, uh, Bullet Club is very powerful. I mean, the fact that uh, they weren't able to hold on to the IWGP uh, Intercontinental and World Title because he only held the belt for 45 days or 48 days. He didn't really he only defended it once and he lost it. So um, I don't know where that's gonna go. If there's gonna be a third part three between him and Aido, but again, New Japan. I mean, the fact Minoru Suzuki is now your never open weight champion. You have now I think I think Yano is it Yano or Ishi? No, it's Ishi. Uh, Yoshihashi and Goto are the six-man tag team champions. The tag team champions, is, the IWGP tag team champion is Zack Sabre Jr. and Taishi. So, it's, everything looks different before the pandemic. So, I cannot wait till everything gets back to normal. Everything seems to get back to normal little by little. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be right back with more wrestling news and rumors after this. And we're back, guys. Uh, so we're going to go to wrestling news and rumors and stuff that happened in the world of wrestling. And um, as you know, guys, Bullet Bob Armstrong, Hall of Famer, passed away of cancer uh, a couple of days ago. I mean, that was about to happen because he was gay. He was real, real sick. I got to give him uh, credit. He was being a trooper about it. Um, it's so horrible when you hear somebody die of cancer. Uh, cancer sucks. I had, had family members of mine who had died of cancer, so I can imagine how that family is going through. I mean, they lost Brad, now Bob. Um, so shout out to the Armstrong family, and you know, rest in peace, Bob Armstrong, for all the entertainment you did in for your fans in the past. Fred Rosser, aka Darren Young, will make his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut next week. As uh, New Japan Strong is a new, I guess, a new show every Friday. On I guess they're showing it through uh, New Japan World. Um, so they'll have the Fighting Spirit Unleashed Tour. And they got a couple of matches for next week that are very interesting. I think they had Jay White versus, if I'm correct, against Brody King. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think that... Also, uh, coming from Japan, Sho and Yo had to vacate the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships because uh, I believe Yo is the one who's hurt. He's been out for a while, and uh, I think he had anchor injury or whatever, so those belts are now vacant. So who knows who's going to step up and take those belts next. John Moxley, and I know a lot of people are not happy about this, but John Moxley was named PWI 500, the number one wrestler in the world. Now, we can go 
and argue about this all day and say Adam Cole should have won that. You're right. Adam Cole could have won that with all his crazy matches and all that stuff. But remember, guys, you got you to gotta know how this PW500 works. It's supposed to be for July from 2019 to July 2020. If you look at Adam Cole and if you look at John Monthly, they both pretty much been going to the same scenarios as far as wrestling matches are concerned. The only difference that I could say maybe I would have took Adam Cole over John Monthly was John Monthly got hurt last year. He had a, a, a Spurs, SAR, whatever the hell, his elbow. He was out for almost two months. But when he left WWE and showed up at AEW, this guy, John Moxley, was in New Japan. He won the IWGP United States title. He got into the G1 Supercar and beat almost everybody you can imagine in um, um, in in Japan. Um, he almost he was five and five in the G1 Supercar. Out of 10 matches. Um, he beat Jeff Cobb. Uh, not once in Japan. Once in AEW. Doing the. Uh, on his way to the championship. Uh, he wrestled in New England wrestling. He wrestled in Future Star. He was everywhere until he got stopped. Because of the elbow infection. And then he had that crazy match. With Kenny Omega. At uh, Full Gear. Now. People are going to say. But what about Adam Cole? Yes. Adam Cole. Has had some sensational great matches. And he has had some crazy matches. Especially that Johnny Gargano match. With him uh, pretty much dropping Johnny Gargano from the top of the cage to the to the table. Which I thought he'd kill himself. And it could be disputed. And and, and no, no, no pun intended. But I just want people to remember. It could have been a tie between them two. Anybody else between that time, July 20, July 2019 to July 2020, nobody was much harder than Adam Cole and John Moxley. John Moxley, they gave it to John Moxley. I don't know why, but let's remember this guy: that the PW 500 has not been very good as last couple of years because last year they gave the PW 500 to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins didn't really do shit last year, and they gave it to him. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with uh, what's her name? Uh, the one who's her from the his wife. They gave it to her when there's better wrestlers than her in the world wrestling. Tessa Blasher should have won that shit last year, but they ain't gonna give it to her. So, you know, I know there's gonna be a lot of debates. I can see it. A lot of podcasts are gonna debate about it. Uh, why Moxley should have never got it? And, you know, you got a lot of AEW haters who are gonna be like, oh, f f that. F Moxley, and they're gonna cry. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta look at it. You gotta have to look at the logic of it. It's from July 2019 to July 2020, and even in this pandemic, both Adam Cole and John Moxley has had good wrestling matches. You know what I'm saying? So I would have called it a tie. I mean, Adam Cole, I love Adam Cole. You know the fact that that what they were trying to do with him now. It goes from the longest reigning champion to to fighting Pat McAfee. Really? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But I just hope that they don't they don't damage him. Um another thing. Yesterday the Thunderdome situation with the WWE and the Thunderdome. Um last night during SmackDown, Kenny Omega was in the Thunderdome. Now 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with a wrestler. God knows how many wrestlers sit down and watch the Thunderdome take, you know, and watch wrestling because they want to see what's going on. But that was shocking. For someone to even spot Kenny Omega watching Thunderdome, I mean, you got nothing better to do. So you're not watching the match. You're watching to see what you see on the screen. But if Kenny Omega was, well, I think he claimed that he was watching it, uh, is, eh, who knows? Maybe uh, he just wants to see what's going on. You know, maybe to get some ideas for the AEW show. If I start seeing shit that AEW taking from from WWE, I'm gonna be pissed because you're you're supposed to be the alternative. That means you are different. You got different ideas. Blah blah blah. But anyway, I, I, that's besides the point. Also, one more note before I leave. What is WWE thinking? Since when Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy? So all of a sudden now, Roman Reigns is a bad guy. Roman Reigns is now a heel. He's set for this week's um, a Sunday payback. All of a sudden now, he's, uh, he's with Paul Heyman? So what happened with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. To me, it doesn't make sense. And by the way, yes, Roman Reigns did his teeth. He whitened his teeth and he got new teeth. I don't know how the hell that happened, but I thought he looked different when we saw him on SummerSlam this past Sunday. But I don't know. I like him being a heel better. And also the shirt. Now, I I wanted to get the shirt uh, because I thought it was very cool, but WWE, what they did was they pretty much uh, modified it. They took a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt when it said arrive uh, and arrive, race hell, and leave. That's all they did. They just made it to. It goes to show you WWE has no creative ideas. And I'm going to keep saying it. But anyway, that's on them. But. We'll see. We pay back. Um, you got the uh, another thing. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler now tag team. Shayna Baszler smacked the bricks out of Nia Jax this past Monday, but they're gonna team up to get fight against Bailey and Sasha. Really, no logic, no logic at all. So um, overall, I think SmackDown is doing way better than Raw since Raw is still trying to push that stupid Raw Underground, and they still putting that damn twenty four seven belt. And the program. Get rid of that damn belt. That's just garbage. It's garbage. So, anyway, guys, that is it for me. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, so, there you have it. AEW Dynamite Review. Some New Japan Summer Struggle Review. All in one package for the weekend. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Some uh, payback is tomorrow, of course. Uh, so, um, most likely it will be the same day, whatever. But... I won't be able to cover that because I will not be able to see it. I probably won't even get home on time to see it. Um, so, uh, but I'm not going to cover that. Um, so, I just hope you guys enjoy the AEW Dynamite. Next Wednesday is the whole Go Home Show, which I'm really looking forward for the AEW Go Home Show for All Out for next Monday. Uh, for next Saturday, I mean. And um, so, we'll see. Um We'll see what happens. Until then, guys, again, you can find me in Spotify, Apple, uh, Stitcher, Google, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and any major uh, audio podcast platform that you guys like to listen to your 
audio podcast i'm also available on youtube again guys if you remember i mentioned about the full horseman situation i met you can find that on my youtube channel that i brought up subject about that i definitely have brought up subject about nwa aew working together i you can check that out when i said that money scroll was going to get everybody together when he was he signed with ring of honor and he they made him the booker so uh, it's going to be interesting when Ring of Honor comes back. I know Marty Scroll has not been mentioned. He's still under their contract. I don't know what's going to happen to him. So it's sad because I really like Marty Scroll and I took a picture with him on a couple, uh, wasn't last year. So um, whatever happens, happens. That's none of my business. But anyway, but again, guys, uh, if you want to find out more information, go to again my YouTube channel. You can find out my links on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, where I am recording this from. Uh, you can check that out. So find me anywhere you can. Until then, guys, I will see you on Thursday with the AEW Go Home Show Dynamite Show. Until then, be safe.